0: amen it is always good to be home and be with my family that's you if you didn't know that amen my family's further away physically family has been further away for long enough that I've adopted a lot of you in more ways than one but it's always good to be here and home with my pastor and First lady in the family, and glad to see God's blessings. Can I minister to you this morning? Amen. If you have your Bibles and turn with me to the book of John, the second chapter, I believe God wants to help us today. I didn't say help somebody, I said help us. Amen. John 2, beginning at verse 1. When you have it, say, I got it. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. And they were already there with water in them. But Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he, and knew not whence it was. And then a side note here in parentheses. Says, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk than that which is worse but thou hast kept the good wine until now and uh, the beginning of miracles did Jesus in Galilee Cana of Galilee that's that's where it started at the miracle working amen if you will put your bibles down and join with me Jesus we need your help this morning god that your spirit would minister your word would pierce our souls we give You glory and honor, Lord. We ask You to touch our lives this morning by Your Word, Lord, that we're changed and transformed and renewed. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we give You the glory in advance for all You're going to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank You for standing in honor the Word of the Lord. <clears throat> Jesus had been busy out doing what I find amazing. Walking the streets, passing by men that he perceived of their spirit, and he called to them. My my favorite is that he called to Peter, and said, "Come follow me," and he did so. There's something there should be something about Jesus when even if he is passing by, you should perceive something and begin to expect something from him. Jesus had been out doing that, passing this way and that way, walking the streets, finding disciples, calling men that were willing to lay down their life's work and lay down everything and begin to follow Him. Because they were men who were godly enough to be seeking a Messiah. They were looking for that One that had been prophesied about. They were looking for their King. And so they began to see in Him that He was Messiah. They were looking and expecting and hoping that He was going to be the King of the Jews. And so they would follow Him. They weren't following Him because He had performed miracles down the street. They weren't following Him because He had done anything miraculous. He had simply been walking and living and growing as a young man and and got to the age He decided it was time to start the ministry, to assemble His disciples. But His mother was at a wedding. And she began to realize that something was happening, that that the water the, the wine was running low. And the scripture says that she called for her son. She called, she, you see, she had enough understanding uh, of who her son really was uh, to begin to expect something of him even though he had not produced anything. Uh, He began to expect uh, that there would be something uh, miraculous come out of her son's actions uh, if she could get him uh, to the place of the need. You need to understand this morning that God wants to do great things for you. God wants to do miraculous things in this building. uh, But the thing that you've got to understand is uh, that you've got to have a mindset to to begin to expect something. You should expect something. uh, When you get in the Spirit of God, uh, when you get with like people uh, and someone begins to worship, uh, whether you lift your hands or not, uh, whether you clap, uh, whether you move, uh, whether you sing, whether you do anything, if those around you are partaking. If those around you are worshipping and creating an atmosphere, you'll begin to feel something moving. Now you may want to deny it, but you'll begin to feel the presence of God building. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. It didn't say two or three only, but two or three can begin to create an atmosphere that even the person who's sitting back saying, I don't think I I really want to respond. I, I don't think I want anything from him, can begin to realize that there's something miraculous happening here. There's something amazing happening here. And get that expectation. If something uh, gets to building in the spirit, uh, the worship uh, and the magnification, if God shows up in the midst uh, of your presence, uh, whether you've done anything to invoke Him or not, uh, something inside of you uh, will begin to expect uh, to receive uh, from the King of Kings. Uh, something inside of you uh, will begin to well up and say, "You know what? I I know this. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I've not been personally acquainted with it, but something inside of me knows uh, what is going on." Uh, Mary. He said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Something inside of me is trying to get out and touch Him. No matter how much I want to resist, no matter how much I want to stand back, something inside of me is trying to connect to this King of Kings. And Mary said, my son, if I can get him here, if I can get Jesus connected to my problem, I know something great will happen. How do you know, Mary? Did he do it last week? No, he's never done it before. But I just know every time I get around him, since he's been a little boy, he's amazed me. And something amazing has been welling up inside of me that I can understand that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I could think or ask. I've just got to get him connected to this situation. Oh, come on, somebody. If you would understand this morning that it doesn't matter how great or small the problem is. It doesn't matter what you're facing tomorrow. It just matters. Can you tell Jesus, here's the mess. Can you come to where I'm at? Because I'm standing in the midst of the trouble. I'm standing in the midst of the problem. And it's a mess. And God, I just need you to connect to it. I don't know how you're going to fix it. I don't know how you're going to do it. But something inside of me says that you're able to do it. Oh, my. Would God get connected to your problem this morning? As minute and as meaningless as this miracle is. I know everybody looks at it, it's it's water into wine. It was the first miracle, it began his ministry. Something amazing happened. He turned water into wine. And it it's really meaningless. He gave no scriptural Reference to it. He didn't say, now, when I do this, uh, these people are going to be blessed. He just simply said, Mom, it's not my time. Mom, I'm not interested in the problem that you're trying to connect me to because it doesn't mean anything to your eye. Let me tell you something. This is Mary's miracle. This is Mary's miracle. You can attribute it to Jesus And give Him all this glory. But Mary said, I realize that God can do something in a problem that concerns me. Hello? He didn't say, when I do this, you'll be healed. Go look at the other miracles. When He opened blinded eyes, a lot of times He said, thy sins be forgiven you. He gave them something of great spiritual reference. But to this, he simply said to his mom, Mom, what have I to do with thee? It's not time yet. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do this. This is not great. This is. But let me tell you something. The scripture tells me that He'll give me the desires of my heart. It didn't mean anything to Jesus to turn water into wine at somebody's wedding that He wasn't even invited to. That his mom had to call him to. But it meant the world to his mama. That that they not look like they were unprepared. That they not look like some. You know, mom must have been a part of the wedding party. Mom must have been the one in charge of wine or food, or, or or prepare. Something important was in reference to mom that day. And mom said, this is going to be a disaster if God doesn't show up and do something. Now, he could have simply said, mom, be right back. We're going to run to the corner store and we'll bring you some more wine. But Mary said, son, just, just do something. Just do something. I've got a problem. Now, she was not equipped to tell him how to do it. And I know sometimes we get this mindset that says, I have to be able to think through this problem and lay out the situation. And if it goes my well, my way, then maybe I will be able to say, Well, God, you gave me the plan. You gave me the, the means and the... No, Mary just simply said, I know something inside of me is beginning to tell me that my son, the God of creation robed in flesh, can do something about this problem. And I know it doesn't concern him, him and his friends are off doing something else, but would someone go find him and get him connected to my mess? I didn't prepare right. I didn't do it right. I didn't get in, I didn't realize there would be this many guests. Whatever the situation is, however small the problem may seem to you, God is concerned enough uh, that He'll show up uh, and get connected uh, to your problem. Uh, If you want to see great things, uh, don't sit back uh, and let the little things pass by. We call God uh, when we have cancer. We call God when we've got these big problems, uh, this great debt, uh, this thing that's looming. It's going to cause catastrophe. But where were you at uh, when you could have called Him uh, for the little thing uh, that you thought didn't matter to Him? But God said, I am concerned about you. I care about you. mind is full of thoughts for you praise God you have let things go you've let things slip by that you could have had a testimony for because you thought it doesn't matter to my savior it doesn't he loved you enough uh, to go hang on a cross uh, don't just weigh him down uh, with the big things He'll take care of the big things. Uh, but I wish that there were some testimonies this morning that said, you know, I didn't have enough gas uh, to make it to the store. And I knew the store was too far away. And I knew that, the, that we didn't have enough milk to make But somehow, I prayed a prayer of faith and said, God, this is meaningless to you. But I need a, a miracle. I need you to connect uh, to my problem. God, would you show up? I, I wish there were testimonies that, that would stand up and say, you know what? I've been there. And I went through that. when I called God and the little thing instead of walking to the market in the heat I drove to the store and somehow made it back home and the gas gates didn't move my God is able to show up when I need him in the small things praise God Bible college had a young man come from Haiti and he was he had the great voice and he was always entertaining us different things his name was beneath june but Benit got up one day and began to testify and uh, and i'm telling you he didn't get up and say i couldn't pay my bills this month but somehow the end was met he didn't get up and say that i i was sick and all of a sudden god showed up and i was healed he got up and said i needed some new socks and I could not afford some new socks. The socks that I had, had holes in them. And I could not continue to wear them without them rubbing my feet. and My shoes beginning to rub blisters on me. And do you know that I went to the mailbox and I opened the mail and there was a package. And all that was in it was several new pairs of socks. Do you know why God showed up and provided socks? Because a little man from Haiti said, Lord, I could use some socks right Over here, I I know it's not big. I, I know it's not amazing. But God, I need some socks. Praise God. Do you know, every time I have read this Bible story, I have read the part that says, Woman, what have... And I know a lot of you husbands use that one liberally. Woman, what have I to do with thee? It's not time yet. And I, I, I have read that and thought, well, he just told her how it was. I ain't never talked to my mom like that. My dad would get involved. But he was Jesus. He'd get away with it. But then the next thing that's said is, a, is just like a mother. She looked not at her son, but she looked... At what she had available to her. This woman must have been running this wedding. Because she turned to the servants. And she said. Whatsoever he says to do. You do it. How many times have you felt like. God. I've got this problem. I know I'm I'm trying to get you to understand It's little things. But God is concerned with the big... It doesn't matter the size of the problem this morning. It doesn't matter the size of the situation. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It matters. If when you call on Him, it seems like the door is closed. A lady came to Him and said, Lord, I need... And she, He said, Get away from me, dog. I'm not sent to you. But she didn't stop. She said, But, but, but the dogs just get a crumb. I just need one word from you. The word is the bread of life. I just need a little crumb to fall from your lips to where I am as a dog. No, he didn't stop and say, I already told you so. He said, oh, wow, what amazing faith she has. I can do something with that. And when he said, mom, it's not time yet. Mom said, son, it's time. Whatever he tells you to do, would you do it? And I've read that over and over again. And if you want a title for this sermon, you you can call it this. Every time I've read this, and this is before I knew of the president's book. But I have read that scripture over and over again when he says, she says, Whatsoever he says, do it. I have thought the audacity of her faith. The audacity of her to say that to him when he told her it was not going to happen. But audacity, I, now this is not in the scripture, the word audacity, but that's just, that's the definition of what she did. And I went to here a while back and read the, the definition of audacity. The definition of audacity is a blatant disregard for the norm or the expected response. It's time for you to couple your faith with a little bit of audacity. Your faith is able to do more than you can ever imagine. And even when it seemed like God said, it's not time for that, she said, Haha, but I have a blatant disregard for what you think right now. I have a problem and a situation that needs you to show up. I, I'm not telling you to be disrespectful to God. I'm not telling you to tell Him, you don't know what you're talking about. But what she understood was that, the Lord, for some reason, something inside of me has been telling me that you can handle this. Come on, something inside of me has been telling me that you can take care of this. And and that's why I called you. And something inside of me is telling me not to let up uh, just because you have not started performing miracles. Uh, It don't have to mean anything, son. Just perform something. There's not got to be any spiritual connotation to it. Just perform something. Whatsoever he says to do. And she turned the servants to him through her command. Now, I... I know that you can look at that and say, Well, now, the, the actions of the servants are what they did. They acted upon the command of the one in need. And when she said, Whatever he says to do, do. and these are the servants working here. There's pots sitting over here that have water in them. And he said to them, Fill the pots with water. And she could have left it at that. They could have left it and said, Lord, these pots already have water in them. Three or four firkins apiece. Got, got a pretty good amount in there. Not, not quite full, but the servants did what her faith demanded. Demanded. If you'll ever understand that what you need from God is going to be based upon your action toward Him and what you give Him to work with, what you give Him to do something with. If they had walked over there and said, Well, Lord, she needed water or you needed water. These already have water in them. Here you go. There's six of them. They're partially full. Do something with them. Her faith had told him. When he said, I can't do anything for you. She said, I I have a blatant disregard for what you think right now. I need a miracle and I need to show up and do something right here. Would the servants act on my behalf to do something? Have you ever had opportunity to act on someone's behalf and do something for them and find out that you did it short? But the servants walked over there and looked at the pots that had quite a bit of water in it and said, well, she said, To do whatever he said. And he said to fill the pots. I like the servant's response. This is the way the church ought to respond to everything that God wants. Not just, whoa. wasn't that a great service? Not just, oh, sing it one more time. But their response, the scripture says, they filled it to the brim. They took what could have been handed to him and said, well, here's what we have. But then they said, no, let's go to the well. Let's, d- let's draw out. And bring back, and if it doesn't fill it up, we're not going to stop there. We're going to go back to the well and draw out some more and bring it back. And if it still doesn't, we have six of them to fill. I don't know how many trips it took to the well. But somewhere along the way, somebody said her faith has demanded that we do it to the best of our ability. Do you realize how many times you've shorted yourself because you gave God a half full bucket? Now, I know there's a saying that the glass can be half full or half empty, and it shows your mentality. And I, I myself am pretty much a half full kind of guy. I try to be upbeat. I try to look at things and find the positive in them. But the Scripture doesn't give me the understanding that it's okay for me to say, Well, Lord, it's half full. It, it gives me the understanding uh, that when I come to church, uh, I have to say, Lord, here's my cup. Uh, would you fill it up uh, to it over? Uh, I need something uh, to splash out. Uh, I need something uh, to understand that if I'm a servant uh, of my own miracle. Oh, come on. If you're a servant of your own miracle. What expectation are you going to put on yourself this morning? What expectation are you going to weigh yourself down with? Are you going to make another trip uh, to the well and realize uh, that I've not got it full yet? He could have created water, I guess. But I don't find that he's in that kind of business. To make up for your shortcomings in what you give him. He'll make you a new creature. He will do greater things with you when all that you have is the best that you can give him. But he doesn't go out and say, well, now, I know that you could have done better here. And you, now, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a way that you can try your best and still come up short. It's called being human. But there's also a way that spiritually minded people call being lazy when you could have prayed a little bit longer, but you said, well, I've asked Him and that's enough. Ask again and make sure the cup is filled. Make sure it's filled to the brim. Make sure that it's up to the top. The very best. Mary's miracle was dependent upon what was given Him to work with. Six pots, partially full. They filled them to the brim and they realized that every thing that we're doing is going to be measured on if we did it right or not. So when he said fill the pots they filled the pots. I wonder this morning if you felt like well I could have gave a little more in worship service and I know I want this little thing from him but just some I just gave it over and I just said well Lord if you could get to it. And he's saying well give me something to work with. I need a vessel that you feel with some response to me. <sighs> Scripture in First Peter says that there is an end to our faith. That the faith has a maximum. And that the, there is a response that comes to that faith. When faith is at a maximum, the next thing that shows up is God. And what God provided at that maximum faith is everything that you need now i 'm paraphrasing it, but a, a verse or two down it says, once you have received everything that you got from the maximum of now it's not saying that you gave how much faith you gave, but it's saying you gave all that you could give everything." physically, spiritually, you could do for Him. You did. And you received from Him the blessing that you needed. It says, verse or two down, it says, and there should be a response from you to give glory and honor and worship and praise to Him. It says that the response that God has commanded and bound Himself to, your faith is that He will do it. That He will show up and minister. But when He says what He is due, the Scripture says that He said there is a response, not that would come, but that should come. You want something from God and begin to ask Him for something and then set back and say, Well, Lord, I will wait to see how it turns out if I'm going to worship you or give you praise, if I'm going to give you anything in return for it. And God is the God that is able and willing and will let you set back and have that kind of response to Him doing great things. And I'm trying to finish up here. But if your action determined this morning what you got in return, or if you even got anything from God. I believe that if, in order to get in this morning, if the doors were programmed to somehow sense our desire, that they would only open for those who were hungry and wanted to be fed and wanted to receive and wanted to give back to Him, that there would be a group standing outside saying, well, I don't know how to get in there. I don't know how to get into this place. But the Scripture tells us that you can enter His gates with thanksgiving. You can come into His courts with praise. Whatsoever He says, do it. I wonder this morning, I, I wonder... How many of us are sitting back saying, well, I wanted great things. I wanted great blessings for my family. I wanted wanted amazing things for my life. I wanted to feel better. But I allowed my depression to determine the amount of water in the pot. I wanted my family to live in the presence of God. And I, but I allowed my carnality to fill the pot only so much. I wanted blessings. I wanted protection. I, I wanted finances. I wanted miracles. But I just allowed my laziness, my slackness to fill the pot. Only so much. The miracle that meant nothing to Jesus hinged on everything that Mary did. And it meant the world to her. She wouldn't have called Him just because they were running out of some soda. She wouldn't have called Him just because they may not have had enough to go around. She called him because if it failed, it was going to embarrass her. It was going to make her look like she had messed up. Have you ever called God when your best effort was going to cause a mess? Would you stand with me? The best I've done, Lord. I didn't calculate the I didn't calculate the risk. I didn't calculate the outcome before I, I did what I did. I've messed up my family. I've messed up my life. I've messed up everything. I didn't calculate everything. But Lord, right now, I need you to show up. However great or small the mess, what is God asking you to give Him to work with? He could have just said, there's wine over in those pots, and it had been done. He could have said, Well, just everybody's cup is full now. But he said to her, What am I gonna do? What have I to do with this? What have I to do with thee? See, he wasn't he wasn't trying to tell her off. He was trying to let her know I don't have a plan. What am I gonna do? She said, you see these servants over here, son? They are at my command. Whatsoever you say, do. That's all I can give you. I don't have a plan either. But I know that something inside of me is telling me that there's an amazing thing that can happen if I can get you to begin to move What am I going to do? I don't know, son. I don't know, Lord. I'm the one with the mess. I'm the one with the problem. I don't really know how you're going to fix it. But I'll be the servant that whatsoever you say to me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Fill the pot. Yes, Lord. I've got to go again to the well. I've got to go again to the place that I can get something that I can give to you. You ever heard the altar likened to a well? You need to go to a place. You can dig again the old well. But God needs something to fill that void. Dig again a well. Go to the well. Get something to give Him so that He can work out a plan that only He's in control of. If what you give God this morning determines what you get in return, have you given enough? I wonder if you'd close your eyes and lift your voice.